Hello, and welcome to the Partner Connection, the Dell Technologies Partner Program podcast. And I'm Cheryl Cook, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Bruce Stewart, who's the founding partner of Channel Corp and the leading route-to-market channel consultancy and strategy education firm. And I'm especially excited to speak with Bruce today because exclusively for our Dell Technologies partners, Bruce is going to be collaborating with us and leading a custom webcast series focused on how our current market conditions are impacting businesses and how you, our partners, can leverage Dell Technologies, our ecosystem, to grow your sales and better position your business for success. So stay tuned for all the details. Thanks for all your help and collaboration, and thanks for joining us, Bruce. You're very welcome, Cheryl. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, I'm excited. So maybe for the team, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe your firm, Channel Corp. So Channel Corp is about a 30-year-old firm that right back at the beginning focused on profitability improvement for channel partners and channel improvement for vendors and distributors. So in that 30 years, we've seen quite a few things. We've seen quite a few ups. We've seen quite a few downs. We have worked literally all over the world on the ground in something like 35 or 40 different countries. We've written about the problems. We've consulted about the problems. And most importantly, we've done a lot of work on what we call strategic education, helping people develop the competencies that they required to get themselves out of the situations they're in and into the opportunities that they want to get into. So that's a little bit of a background. And my partner, Margaret, and I have been especially focused in the last, well, since this COVID thing has started on making sure that we can help as many channel partners as possible get to where they want to go after this thing is finished with us. Well, I'll tell you, I know we've seen, and especially in the 30 years, partner community and the partner ecosystem has kind of had to evolve and transform just as the IT industry has, right? And I mean, I remember some years ago talking about ensuring that partners' revenue contribution from services would get greater than products. And now, to your point, you look at this unbelievable pandemic reality we're all living in. And I don't think in the early weeks and early months, we wouldn't have envisioned we're still going to be here for the foreseeable future, it seems. So what are you seeing globally right now, you know, you get a bird's eye view actually of a lot of communities at a country level and globally. What do you think are some of the biggest challenges given this pandemic global environment right now for partners? Cheryl, I think what we're at is a collision point of of four different issues and some of them are transitory and some of them are structural. And what makes this particular situation particularly difficult and dangerous is the combination of structural problems and transitory problems running into each other. Let me see if I can explode that a little bit more. I think at the micro level, as business owners, the more we understand what's going on, and at the macro level, as managers of portfolios of channel partners, like vendors and distributors, the better off we're going to be. So I think first off, in let's say January 1st of 2020, Almost 50% of the channel on a worldwide basis came into the year with what we call pre-existing conditions. 50% of them approximately were technically insolvent. 40% of them were on track to be worth less money in 2020 than they were in 2019. And perhaps one out of 10 channel partners were in what we call excellent financial condition. And that's when they have 10% of last year's revenue in cash or near cash, which would include 
untapped lines of credit. So right off the bat, we came into this whole situation with, as I said before, pre-existing conditions. Then what happened is we saw widespread market and demand failures, and it kind of burned through like a wildfire. You've got some parts of the economy are burned to the ground, whereas other parts of the economy are still thriving. And you don't have to look farther than some of the tech stocks and some of the cloud-based tech stocks to realize that there are clearly winners and losers. But that market demand failure driven by COVID is actually a transitory problem. I don't know how long it's going to last, but eventually it will blow by and we'll be dealing with what we've got left over. The third piece of the puzzle is we have generational issues in our industry. Depending on the numbers that you look at, within the next five years, 15, 20, 25 percent of the owners of independent channel partners, for instance, are going to be of retirement age. So the fact that you had pre-existing conditions when you came into 2020, you ran into a bit of a hurricane in terms of COVID-19, and then you've got a plan, at least some sort of plan of retiring, then all of a sudden you start to make different decisions. And then finally, we have a situation where we have a structural change in the industry. And you mentioned the move from a product-centric industry to a service-centric industry. We're now clearly in the midst of a product service centric industry to a recurring revenue industry. And what that really means is a fundamental change in not only the income statements and the balance sheets, but also the cash flow dynamics of channel partners. And in many cases, it's almost like a bone marrow transplant to get from a product centric business to a recurring revenue cloud centric business. So you take the combination of pre-existing conditions slamming into market and demand failures spiced up by the fact that we've got a lot of people that are trying to figure out how to effectively exit the industry and throw into the fact that in some cases, pivots that should have been made several years ago are now just being made. And you've got yourself a real channel challenge out there like I have never seen before. 30 years, I've never seen anything like this before. We've all been describing just the pace of change and how fast these trends, and there's no doubt that COVID has clearly just accelerated some of these digital transformations. And you mentioned reoccurring revenue and this push for as a service and the market is moving there quicker. What's the silver lining, right? What next steps should partners, you know, we're certainly working to help our partners and we have our Dell Technologies on demand offerings and we have Dell Technologies cloud and working to support them in this trend. But You know, as you advise and consult with these businesses, where do you have them focus first, right? On just trying to manage through this evolution and transformation in a healthy way. Well, I think the conversation that we're having with our partner clients is fairly straightforward. The first thing that we're suggesting is that as organizations, they need to generate a commonly held belief of what they believe the depth and the duration and the damage is not only in terms of their internal damage, but also the damage to the markets they participate in and at a micro level, the customers that they're selling to. So obviously you can't sell to damaged customers. So the faster you figure out and the faster you agree as a business, how long you believe this is gonna take, how deep it's gonna be, like how hard you're gonna be hit and what does the damage look like in your environment, the better off you're gonna make reasonable factual decisions. So that's the first step. And what we've been talking to them about is a stage that says, first, we need to deal with liquidity. That's the ability to pay bills. 
then we need to deliver stability, which is the ability to pay bills two or three months in a row. And once we have the stability, then we can start thinking about recovery. And the basis of recovery would be reinforcing your installed base and then making decisions about where your net new opportunities are. And after you've done that, then you can start thinking about growth. The theme has been, and the conversations have been about number one, fixing what was wrong in the first place. Like if you don't fix the pre-existing conditions or at least address the pre-existing conditions, 18 months from now, you're gonna be no better off than you are. So the issue of making sure that you've got people focused on marketing. January 1st, 2020, 75% or so of channel partners did not have anybody dedicated to marketing. Now that becomes quite problematic when your future strategy is based on adding net new customers. Mm -hmm. So marketing, getting clear on finance, and then getting clear on your revenue blend, which ties into your conversation about the opportunities that exist as people move from a product-focused strategy with Dell to a recurring revenue and as a service strategy. Then we tell them we really need to get back to basics. Once you figure out what's left of your installed base, you need to get into your installed base and do as much as you can for them. And we're talking about possibly fewer clients, but there will need to be more transactions in those clients and you will need to get in there and get in front of the inevitable, which has been accelerated. And that inevitable is the movement to a recurring revenue or an as a service demand model by those customers. And then you need to identify, and this is where we're gonna go with this series with Dell, you need to identify what you're gonna look like in the future, and then you're gonna build what you need. Now on the other side of it, if an owner looks at their business and looks at the prospects of the next 12, 18, 24 months, and decides that they actually can't make it, the mathematics says that the earlier you decide to get out of a business, the better off you're gonna be. So we are also counseling some partners, quite frankly, who are asking us, should we stay in the business or see if we can tough it out? We're basically doing the assessment and saying, you know, you want to minimize your maximum loss. And the way you do that is you get out of the business or at least get out of the business in the form that you're at. So that's really what has to happen. It's a real deep focus. And for many of these businesses, it's actually invigorating. They really haven't taken this hard a look at their business for a long time. And it's scary but for some of them, it's exciting and it's opening up opportunities, unanticipated opportunities that they've never imagined were out there. Well, you know, I'm an eternal optimist. So in spite of, as you said, the realities on the ground right now, it is very much on a personal level and certainly on a professional level. It's just a reflective period, right? It's having all of us, forcing all of us, honestly, to just reflect on so many dimensions and I agree. I think it's going to open up opportunities. It's going to accelerate. We're already seeing it in so many parts of our business where the transformation to digital adoption is being accelerated. You mentioned marketing. I can't tell you how many partners are reaching out to us for help on digital marketing and what can be done because that too, right, is just being accelerated. Let's talk just a little bit about this market recovery webinar series that you're helping us put together that we'll bring to our partners here shortly. What we're trying to do with the program, Cheryl, is to help the channel partners make sure they don't make any unforced errors. 
we're going to start by giving them very clear, honest assessment of what is actually happening out there so that they can look at it analytically from the perspective of their business. Then we're going to take a look at what has to happen. You know, there are some components of the marketing and sales side of their businesses that have to happen. We know for a fact that you can't get from liquidity to stability to recovery without adding net new customers. So the question is where the net new customer is going to come from. Well, some of the net new customers are already in your installed base, but you've never talked to them before. Some of your net new customers are going to be opened up because there will be failures in the business. There will be unserviced clients out there that could be part of your net new customers. And there is an opportunity, as you pointed out, to lock into some marketing activities you've not been engaged with before and start to find those customers out there. Now, that will drive a transition. And that transition will drive a transition in the revenue models, and it'll also drive a transition in the financial models. So we're going to start with providing them with a very clear and factual assessment of what's going on, and then we're going to dive into their businesses. So we're going to take a look at the marketing and sales issue, the issue of client retention, the issue of client acquisition, and we're going to end up by talking about a future, talking about what this business of the future is going to look like and how do you get from where we are right now to where we want to be. And we're also going to take a look at the actual financial impact of that transition or transformation in the business model from the legacy product centric to the new model of a recurring revenue driven and how not only does it increase survivability of the business, it also increases the fundamental valuation of the business because for many businesses out there that will tie into their plans over the next three, five, seven years as they go into the next stage of their business careers. So it is a combination of strategic information, but really a dive into tactical and operational prescriptive consulting type. You know, this is the type of stuff that has to be done in order to get from point A to point B. Our objective is that groups of managers actually attend together and that they use the Dell series as a catalyst for conversations within the organization about how we're going to do things, what we're going to do, and what kind of investments and activities and results we're going to expect of the organization as we go forward. So in a nutshell, Cheryl, that's what we're going to be doing with this program. Well, I tell you, we're really thrilled and really appreciative of your collaboration and support with us. A few of the things you just mentioned are strategic imperatives of ours that we have been highlighting with our partners, which is exactly what you said about new customers, net new buyers, what is the buyer health. One of the differentiators we've actually been really advocating with the partner community is the cross-sell, upsell opportunity that exists because of the breadth of our portfolio. We continue to innovate, even in this environment of pandemic. I think we've had 10 product launches in 10 weeks while we've all been in lockdown. So we're definitely investing for the future. And I think all of these topics you just hit on highly, highly aligned to the strategic imperatives we're certainly trying to achieve and focused on with our partner community. But you're going to give a whole lot of tangible insight and how-tos from a financial and analytical perspective in the business. So I know our partners are really going to have a lot of value from that. So they won't want to miss it. The financial implications of moving your P&L 
from a product revenue stream to reoccurring revenue is not for the faint of heart and you've got to be able to weather the turn. What does good look like from a partner that's been able to get on that path? One way to look at it is to look at it as if we were going to do an acquisition. So what would be the profile of the ideal partner that we'd want to be acquiring if we were building out a portfolio of channel partners that have made the transition successfully? I think at the nuts and bolts level, we would look at the organization structure and figure out whether or not there was anybody dedicated to marketing. Very high correlation between the success of the transformation and folks dedicated to marketing. So that's the first thing we do. And then we dig down a little and we'd say, okay, what's happening around client retention? What are the programs around client retention and client education? To your point of cross-selling and upselling, you can't cross-sell or upsell unless you're focusing on your existing clients. So we would then look at the activities and the tactics around client retention. And then we'd focus very clearly on client acquisition. From a client acquisition perspective, then we take a look at the service line or the product line that they're offering. And we would understand whether or not they are essentially selling things that they're rolling their own with, or whether or not they're reselling solutions that have been created by someone else. If they're rolling their own, there's a scale issue because there's a minimum economic scale of that practice. We'd want to make sure that the revenue lined up with that scale. On the other hand, if they're reselling someone else's, it's not as asset intensive and it actually might be a more successful strategy. So we would take a look at that. Then we would start taking a look at how these solutions get to marketplace. We would take a look uh, probably first at the compensation system by which the sales force was being activated and motivated. And we would look for a compensation system that was, if it were a sales force that were selling legacy and cloud at the same time, we'd want to see a mechanism that compensated the person fairly for doing the work. If on the other hand, they'd specialized themselves, and that would be one of the things we'd look for in the sales analysis, where they had a, a legacy sales force, and then they had a cloud or recurring revenue sales force, we would be looking for a compensation system that compensated for making the transactions as large as possible. We would look for a compensation that compensated people to self-financing in here. This is where the leasing comes into it. And we'd also be looking for a compensation system that compensated someone based on the length of the contract that they sold. So we'd pay somebody more for five years than we would for three years or two years. Then what we'd do is we'd have a conversation with the senior management and get them thinking about the real nuts and bolts of what we wanted the blocks of revenue to look like. So if in 2020, we're 80% product, 20% recurring revenue, and by 2025, we want to flip that, then what specifically does that look like and how has the thinking gone through? So those are the types of things that, that you and I would look for if we were going to go out and make an acquisition. So I'm encouraging channel partners to build what they'd like to buy. Mm -hmm. If you can build what you'd like to buy, then at some point in your career, when you want to sell it, it'll already be ready to go and you won't have to clean it up. So, you know, to the notion of building what you'd like to buy, let's understand what a good acquisition target looks like. And that should be the target of how good good is within our businesses. So that gives you a little bit of an idea of the types of things that we are looking for and the types of things that we're going to have conversations with your people about over that four session program that we're able to do for you.
And I know we've already seen a healthy enough level of M&A activity in the partner community, and I'm sure there will be more, right? There's going to be people that join forces or they form alliances and relationships rather than organic, trying to grow it just given the pace. So all of the above is certainly happening. So absolutely appreciate your insights. I know the timing couldn't be (laughs) more relevant given where we are, and certainly appreciate your expert advice that I know our partners will. So thank you so much, Bruce, for collaborating with us and bringing your team and your expertise to the table. And we are delighted to kick off this next series. So thanks so much. You're very welcome. And thank you very much to Dell for the opportunity to give your channel partners their best shot, given how challenging the current situation is. Absolutely. Brighter days lie ahead. No question. Well, thank you, Bruce, and thank you all for listening to the Partner Connection. I highly encourage you to join Bruce's Market Recovery webcast series, which is going to start on September 17th. All the details and registration information are on the Partner Academy. And if you have any questions, please contact your local account rep. Please check back in a couple weeks for our next episode. And until then, I hope everyone stays safe and be well.